As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hear that podcast growling, mean and angry. Hear that vocal shouting, it's Dainer Dave Ninimitz. It's Dainer Dave Ninimitz. All right, welcome to the latest edition here of that podcast. I'm Paul of The Athletic here with you on the walkout on a day where the Bengals win 24-18 to on Sunday night football over the Buffalo Bills. Dave, ho-hum, Bengals win a big game in prime time. <laughs> Bengals get up early, close it out, put it away get a red zone turnover, do all the things. How is this boring? I don't know, because it's bizarro world compared to the pre-Zach Taylor era of nothing ever went right on primetime. And now it's, I don't know about you, it felt like they were in control of that game from beginning to end, even when it was close. It just, it did not seem like they lost control of that game. There's no question. This felt like a game where the Bengals you know, really through the script off the top, getting those two touchdowns immediately. Yeah. I mean, they, they now have the last four games on their first two drives. They have seven touchdowns and a field goal. Crazy. I mean, it's the first time they've gone four straight games with a touchdown on their opening drive since 2012. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have been, the scripts have been on point uh, here lately, and they've been able to get touchdowns for a bunch of different people. Yeah, um, and we'll talk a little bit about the involvement here tonight. It was it was the night of the living tight ends. <laughs> Unbelievable! It, it can happen. It can yeah. be done. Uh, as uh, you know, you saw all of them involved in a ridiculous way. So I want to get to all of that, but really, to me, that's my that was my takeaway from this was how matter of fact it all felt and how much to the template of they just know when they come out and they play a certain way, a Bengal win looks a certain way right now. Yeah. And it just feels like it's over. And it, it's partially why I wrote the story I did about Cincinnati being for closers this week and that they they're nobody's better than them over the last three years. It's because there's they have this way of choking these games out defensively, and then again, the ability of Burrow and the offense 
to do it too, as they did tonight when they put it away with the last drive where they got aggressive. They threw the deep ball to Tyler Boyd. No fearlessness right in that moment. Don't care. And then on a huge third down to try to finish the game out, Mixon bounces it outside, gets it blocked up and, and gets the first down and they get to take knees in the victory formation. It's um, this team is now won four in a row. They are, they're six and zero in primetime under Zach Taylor at home. And they, they have swept through Seattle, San Francisco and Buffalo and I won't say with relative ease because the Seattle game obviously was was a, a you know a scuffle, but yeah. I mean for the most part they've really been in control of all of these games, yeah. and this is who you thought they would be, but the the decisiveness with which they've they've carved through this really tough portion of their schedule is is really impressive. Yeah, I'd say these last two in particular. Yeah. I mean, it's it's crazy when those are two games you look at at the start of the season, and if you're being honest, you're you're maybe putting L's down for those as you're checking them off, at least the San Francisco game. Um, and for them to just handle those games like they did. And it is. This is, this is what we expected way back before the calf injury in camp. This is, this is the Bengals we expected, that uh, this was kind of the – you have all your – pieces in place before contracts start screwing it all up and you got to get creative. Um, this is encouraging for Bengals fans to be able to see that they've hit their stride. And again, it's like, we just almost have to write the four, first four weeks of every season off as their preseason. Like, it's just crazy <laughs> how it's the same every year. Yeah. And, and they're now in, in, in a, in a great spot. And I, and I want to touch on the AFC North towards the end of this, but it's hard. I know, but they're, they're very, Speaking more to the matter of fact stuff afterwards after the game, Joe Burrow, you're like, yeah, it was it was a nice win. We're playing well, one and zero this week. <laughs> Got to go one and zero next week. They're in that like really focused, dialed in grind type of thing, and it shows. Yeah. Um, not just through Burrow, but really, really the whole team and the way that they're playing. And but it's hard for me not to look ten days in advance that Thursday in Baltimore is going to be a mammoth yeah. tilt. I mean, you just to chase down Baltimore who's playing so well right now. Um, I mean, they're eviscerating everything in their path. They look like the real, real, the Bengals and the Ravens, I'd argue look like the two best teams in football. I mean, you could over the last, certainly with Burrow healthy over the last four weeks. Yeah. And if you look at, you know, tears over the last few weeks, you can see them right next to each other. And there's others in that conversation, but, God, when you consider what the North is and what those two teams are going to be going through, they, it looks like a class of the NFL, and it's hard not to look to that right now after the Bengals you know, do what they did um, tonight. One thing I want to say as we kind of break down a little bit of this, the status of, of this game is did not see the big tight end night coming. <laughs> uh, you know, it was uh, hysterical when you have Irv Smith making two big plays. You know, you go from here's Dalton Kincaid, the guy they could have had and wanted and didn't get coming yeah. from Buffalo. Well, he gets the ball poked out by Jermaine Pratt because, <laughs> of course, they only create turnovers in the red zone every week. Right. And, and Jermaine Pratt does. And, but not only that, 
He had a couple other plays he didn't make. Here's Irv Smith running corner routes to the pylon, doing some sort of crazy legs Johnson celebration dance. And then here's Drew Sample leaking out and making a dude miss and spiking the ball in the end zone. Yeah, the sample, the sample Irv combination is what everybody had on the bingo card to put this team up. But they sort of he they took what was the obvious next reaction and the fact they were able to take advantage of it's important. Okay. Bills are like, look, the last three weeks they have the last three weeks, Jamar Chase's usage rate were three of the four highest of his entire career. He's up over 35%. We wrote about that a few weeks ago. That seemed like the next lean for the Bengals. And they did. They've leaned heavily on feeding chase and having everything go off that. So Buffalo countered by really focusing on chase Mm -hmm. and, and not letting him be the one to set it off. When that happens, what do you need? You need Irv, you need Tanner Hudson, you need T Higgins to go off and have a huge game. And guess what? He does. Eight for 110 for Higgins. You get a touchdown uh, for Smith, a touchdown for Sample. Mixon, while he wasn't great and the running game wasn't great, had a couple of mammoth moments in this game, including a touchdown and then the finisher at the very end that they're able to get things done. And when you have that, okay, here it is now. Here's that Bengals offense that you just don't know what to do when you try to stop the main part and they're able to come through consistently with the complimentary pieces. Yeah, and throw Tyler Boyd in there too. That yes. that that catch on that final drive was just massive and you know, he almost he almost got that one down at the goal line that might have been a touchdown. That would have been a tough catch, but I mean, you're right. This was the get right game for T Higgins. I know he had a game earlier this year where he had a couple touchdowns, but um that looked like the T Higgins we know. That looked like a T Higgins that wasn't worried about his contract. And it definitely looked like a T Higgins that was benefiting from Jamar Chase getting lots of attention. So yeah, it gets scary yeah. when you got healthy Burrow there that's able, how many times did he, it's just like last week, how many times did he slip out of the pocket, slip out of pressure, and all of a sudden he's either rolling out to make a pass or or gaining some yards on the ground. I, it, it gets kind of scary when all those things are clicking. And congratulations, you have a new Joe Burrow meme. That's him on the ground doing the point forward uh, with two hands. As everybody wants to get more of that, or yeah. or you can stare at the man's bloody fingernail all day. Man, which is really, they kept zooming. It was a lot they of zooming. did, but weren't you just ready for the next weird Joe Burrow mm. injury malady situation? I'm very what you excited. Saw? I don't know. I, I I look, Dave. I we talk a lot about story ideas all the time. I'm not calling the fingernail expert. <laughs> Not, I think you are. I'm not, I'm not calling but the fingernail expert today. I'm just not going to do it. Uh... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, Everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. 
this this is the thing. So Burrow right now in this last four weeks, just a few, a little bit of a breakdown on what he's done since uh, the Arizona game week five, which we're going to do for the rest of the season. Uh, passer rating, he's first with 111.2. EPA per drop back, he's third at 0.15. Completion percentage, of course, he's first at 76%. Uh, adjusted net yards per attempt, my winning stat that will put you in the Super Bowl conversation. He's uh, sixth, 7.03, right where you want to be in that top quad. Points per drive for the Bengals, 2.36, that's fourth. EPA per drive, 0.45, that's second. You're right. You're in the top three, four, five in every major defining category. Uh, he's got 10 touchdowns to two interceptions. He has run, like you said. He had a, a run tonight. He he's he's making plays with his not not you know down the field and and keeping drives alive. He's doing it all. He's being Joe Burrow full on, and uh he he looks like you know one of the one of the top two quarterbacks in football, which you knew. That he was, but you know that's that's the driver, and now he's involving everybody. How about this? Seven guys with at least three receptions, and all of them with a double-digit gain. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's when it's that many, it's so hard to stop when you're able to hit yeah. that many. And and all of that said, let's take everything we've said right now. However many minutes we are into this, they didn't even play that well. <laughs> yeah, when you think about the uh, the penalty plagued drive that Alex Kappa led the way on, yeah, um, there there were moments that you were just kind of like, oh, that's that's not that great. And they left a, lot a ton of, lot of, out there. A lot of boneheaded things happening out there, um, and yet still, it never felt like they weren't in control of that game. I mean, that's that says something when you're not even on top of your game. And as a viewer, you're looking at it going, yeah, they're they're in control of this game. They, I mean, they had a million fourth down and plus territory decisions. And I sort of asked Zach Taylor about that after the game. Like, it felt like every drive he was in some kind of a, uh, do I punt? Do I, mm-hmm. is it go? Is it field goal? We're, we're, we're just retweeting the hell out of the bot tonight. You know, <laughs> yeah. just like fourth down decision bot was hot tonight because you ended up, I mean, you had the fourth and two at the 48. They decided to punt. Uh, numbers on that say it should have probably been a go, but he started kind of with a conservative mode, and then he had a, the punt, the the debacle drive with all the the, the false start on the made field goal yeah. from fifth. I mean, brutal. That was all the penalties on that. You end up having to punt from there rather than try and kick it for sixty one. And then he turned aggressive, goes for it on the fourth and one at the thirty six, gets it. Um, I believe that was chase and then they get the touchdown soon afterwards um or get points they they could they converted and and made the most of it you get the fourth and five at the 37 they were short but it was aggressive play he said you know he evolved a little bit as the game went on in that and i think early on he thought it was going to play it more conservative because he was feeling his defense and towards the end got a little more aggressive although he did sort of hint afterwards that fourth and five he might go uh refigure what their team math was on that one i'm being fed that that's a go spot for them because it didn't seem as much that way i was surprised they didn't send evan out from 55 on that one um even if maybe he wasn't liking going that direction and i thought we were going to get a fifth one you know that last play that's a huge play i mean think about the situation you could have possibly been in you're up six because they hit the two-point conversion and you're right there at third and four. 
and, and on the edge of Evans range, not edge, but I mean, it's a long field goal. You're in the fifties yeah. at that point. If you don't get that, you face the idea of giving with a buck 20 on a missed field goal, a short field and Josh Allen down six. I mean, the lift that they would be feeling right there in that moment uh, on the, you're on the, I mean, you're on the, what yard line, the 36. Yeah. I mean, that would have been a and long field goal and you're it, asking Evan to make. And he said, Zach told me after the game, yeah. he would have sent Evan yeah. out to kick that and try to ice it. But you're putting a lot on a 50 plus yeah. yarder from Evan. Now you Mr. Clutch, but that would have been luckily for them. It got blocked up well. Mixon made the play, and they didn't need to worry about that. But what a what a moment that ends up actually being to finish the game off. Yeah, and just an absolutely great play by Mixon. I mean, it, it looked like he might have been dead to rights there for a second, and I think it was Von Miller that was coming at him, and he managed to bounce it out and get out there. And then he went out of bounds, but it was like it didn't really matter at that point. But, yeah, it was uh, over. It was just get the first down. Yeah. It was all that mattered. So there, there you go with it. I mean, they they find a way to finish. They find a way to win, as they always do. Um, you know, at this point, it just it's it's that's the crazy thing to me is how much this feels just what was but, supposed to happen, particularly when they start like that. It really but, does make all the difference. But what wasn't shaky was the defense, and it's just looking rock solid. I Cam Taylor Britt is just continues to elevate into that upper echelon of cornerbacks. I Peter Schrager had tweeted out during the game, is this guy in his second year already a first team all pro? And I you can make a case for it. He's that good. He's just locking guys down. Of course, he was in the midst of the big tripping debacle that all the uh, salty Buffalo fans are complaining about. Um, but his interception was great. The dude's just become a, a bona fide number one corner, and that's I think that's massive for him. Yeah, he's making he makes a play every week. It seems yeah. like a, a big yeah. one, and he's out there having to go one on one. DJ Turner had one of his first humbling moments. He ended up on an island against Stefan Diggs there in the fourth quarter, yeah. and and you know Allen to Diggs, they've made yeah. a lot of people look bad, and but you know uh, some they weren't afraid of of the rookie, and it's one of the first times we haven't seen him pass that test, but. You know they're 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 obviously in a good spot there. There was a quote from Josh Allen after the game that I thought speaks well to sort of the Bengals' style and and why they're able to to play the way they do as far as the way they finish. And he said, you know, they got some good players inside of the ball. They they do some things with their linebackers and D line. They, they those guys aren't going to cost them a game. They don't take many chances. They're smart football players, and they've got a good game plan. When you're not going to make the mistake that costs you, when you're not, when you're going to make them earn every one, mm-hmm. you know, even the touchdown drive at the end for Buffalo, it takes almost five minutes off, 12, 13 plays because they forced them to do it that way. And it made the clock so short so that it only took a couple of first downs for the Bengals to end it after that. And they just do such a good job of that, of understanding the situations uh, and, and, and that helps them finish these games. Yeah. Um, the AFC North, I touched on it earlier, uh, a sweep weekend again. Um, yeah. And they all were home. They all won. They, for the mo- outside of Pittsburgh, were convincing. Um, <laughs> how did? Cl- <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm no Clayton Tune specialist. Okay, <laughs> like I don't. I don't claim to be here. Like claiming I, I was concerned about the career arc of, of Mister Tune. How does a team get 59 net yards on 48 plays in a game? I I don't know. 
I, I mean, and then <laughs> don't you, go to Cleveland and try to play offensive football. And then you, ever. You, you cast you cast off Josh Dobbs, who went off and did yeah. his best Baker Mayfield uh, going to the Rams. That wild stuff, wild stuff. Know. And then Baltimore comes out and just annihilates a good yeah. Seattle team that, that has had success coming back east. That wasn't an yeah. issue. That was a good Seattle team with a lot of players that should be able to win them a lot of games. And it was just Baltimore's annihilation defense, again. Their defense is filthy. It is yeah. absolutely filthy. And, you know, as long as you got Lamar on the offensive side, they're going to make things happen. But, man, it's going to be tough for anyone to do anything against that defense. They they were – they didn't let Geno Smith breathe today. I mean, no. he, he did nothing. So And and uh, they've been doing – I mean, that's two weeks in a row now that they've taken yeah. – you know, they've taken these good teams – or, you know, two of the last three weeks, I should say, where they've taken these good teams. They did to Detroit, and, and they're just making them look silly. I mean, these are quality yeah. teams. And so to chase down Baltimore looks like um, a real task. How about this? So you got the, – the playoff picture currently has four AFC North teams <laughs> and the other three division leaders, and that's – what it is this is the first time since realignment in 2002 uh that any division has had all four teams two games above 500 in week nine that's never happened before um there was only three times where all four teams were even above 500 guess what two of those three were the afc north (laughs) in 2021 and 2014 with an nfc east in there in 2008 and you know, basically, whenever Cleveland can get their act together, this is kind of seems like what happens lately, where it's just so tough, and you've got everybody's playing each other. And I talked to DJ Reader about a little bit after the game, and he's like, "I love it. I, yeah. I, this is the best division of football. I wouldn't want it any other way. We play all these guys. He's like, we got to play. We play them all. Let's go play it. Let's earn it. Royal Rumble. See who comes out on top. Who goes over the rope? Right." Yeah, that's that's a that's a good Royal Rumble wrestling <laughs> reference, right? For my for my for my wrestlers out there. That's excellent. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think, wasn't there a time where like earthquake got tossed over? It was always a big deal when like the fat yeah. guy got like tossed if, over. Like the if rope. Yokozuna got yeah. tossed over, that was huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was always Talk that was always the big moment, and they sure. land on. You'd have to have a pad <laughs> down there for something for the big guy, but like you know, if you could ever, it always take like a. It'd be a tag team combo, like the yeah. Bushwhackers would toss yeah. Yokozuna over the top. Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, it's what it's what you get at one ten in the morning. Folks. You get the bushwhackers talk tossing Yoko's. It, it helps me time. understand, Paul. Yeah. And that's what's important. Now I can I can wrap my head around it. Uh, so Bengals win twenty four to eighteen. Uh, they do it in the most mundane big win primetime game in history. <laughs> uh, you know, and 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 that's a statement I think in its own right about who they are and where they're at right now. Next game, Houston. The fighting C.J. Strouds, who's a real dude, uh, yeah. coming up next week. So we'll have plenty of time breaking down him and that game coming up next week as he comes back to Ohio uh, in his rookie year where he is running away with Offensive Rookie of the Year and had one of the best games you'll ever see. A, a game better than any rookie of the rookie performance by Joe Burrow in 2020, that's for it, sure. It, it was uh, crazy. Freakish, absolutely freakish <laughs> yeah. game and some of the throws he's making. Uh, he, he looks incredible. So that's going to be another fun one next week. And then you're into the short week in that big one on Thursday night at M&T Bank Stadium in Baltimore. So the fun continues uh, for this team. There's a lot of what I noticed in the one o'clock window today, Dave. There's a lot of bad football being played there in this is. league. And you got all the injuries to quarterbacks and teams are just beleaguered. And there seems like there's maybe eight really good teams 
Yeah. Uh, and I think they're all in the Bengals schedule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like you have the AFC North. Uh, and then there's like a few other really good teams, but there's just a lot of bad football being played out there right now. So, uh, it's a, it's a long, it's a long way to go, but the stretch, the, the t- this tough stretch continues for the Bengals, but guess what? They don't seem to care. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're, they're just blowing through it right now, which is, uh, remarkable. So, yeah. all right. And, uh, and Joe Burrow's got a fingernail that's off and bleeding, but he says no big deal. And I'm not calling the fingernail guy. I just want to establish gonna, one more. I'm saying it one yeah. more time. I'm not calling the fingernail guy. I'm not it's doing gonna, it. I'm not doing it. It's going to be Linda up at the pedicure manicure place. Oh, I'm going to have to, I'm gonna have to stop <laughs> stopping at the nail salon yeah. on my way home. Is there yeah. a 24 seven nail salon that I can hit at 2 a.m. on my way home to ask him about cuticles? If it's 24 hours, it's best you not go. There might be some other things going on there. Yeah. You don't want to get involved with. I'm guessing. I don't know. Or maybe you do. I don't know. I don't know. All right. Uh, On that note, I'm out of here. All right. (laughs) Thanks. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll be back, of course, Tuesday, back on our normal schedule. Going to be fun. Another fun week. So uh, from Paycor Stadium here, one in the morning, uh, Bengals 24, Bills 18. Have a good one, everybody. Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop.